Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes and you want to give us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be incredible. We've been putting out content now for over four years and we couldn't be doing what we love without all of your support. So thank you for tuning in each and every week and hearing us chit chat about a variety of things, which we have a variety of things today as well. But first, I want to kick it off with our sponsor, First Leaf. Uh, I just talked to my mom yesterday, got her some wine. She's not a big wine drinker. She probably drinks maybe two bottles a month. But when I was telling her about the deal and I said, you know, you should buy some of these because it's a sponsor of the podcast and it's $29.95 and you get six six bottles. And after I went through the little quiz and I asked her all these questions like, what do you like and what do you think about these flavors and going through the whole thing, they curated six bottles for her. And then they show you what they retail at. Hmm. And these bottles that she got were like $20, $25. So in retail, it would have been like 140 bucks In total. In total. And but was- she got all six and free shipping for $29.95. So anybody who's a wine drinker or even a kind of wine drinker like my mom, take advantage of this deal. You get six bottles for $29.95. It's like $31 with tax. Um, (laughs) And they bring you through this quiz. So it'll say like, do you like it sweet, little sweet, bitter? Do you like these kind of wines? Then they go through like a palate testing where they're like, do you like the taste of almonds? Do you like citrusy things? And they ask you all these questions. I'm on the phone with my mom like plugging all this in. And they curated six bottles for her that she'll be getting, I think, tomorrow. So it's fast shipping right to your door. And, uh, you know, I'm still holding out, so I haven't been able to taste it. But your I know you love it. I will handle it from and, here. And um, so you can all have a glass on my behalf <laughs> until I jump back on and start having some cheat meals, including alcohol. But, yeah, go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Alyssa, and that's how you can get that big discount. So I want to thank First Leaf because um, that's really cool because you're getting that. some really nice bottles of wine Out for of super curiosity, cheap. I know she likes the pink wines. Was it mostly that when she took the test or they send a variety? It's stuff I've never heard of. Okay. Because I think they have like 15,000 different wines. I could be making that up, but it's like a ton <laughs> of wines. But because when you do all the questionnaires, they'll, but she likes the sweet stuff. Yeah. I remember that. Like Riesling. Uh-huh. I think that's her kind of thing, which is the complete opposite of any kind of or alcohol like I like. Moscato, maybe? Is that a... I think so. Okay. Well, we'll see what she thinks of her choices, because yeah. I know I loved mine. They were so, so on point. You've been you've been actually liking wine more lately. I really have. Isn't I think... it funny when people get older, you always hear in 30s, 40s, 50s, there's like, oh, my wine. But when you're in your 20s, you're like, wine? <laughs> wine? <laughs> you know why? Because wine really allows you to relax. It just kind of like, okay, first and foremost, it's really good when you have certain meals for dinner. You go, ooh, you know, I would love a nice red glass with my steak or whatever it might be or fish you want, like a nice like white wine. And it just kind of really pairs it. And then other times you're like, wow, I just really want to unwind. I'd love a glass of wine in my bath. I'd like to read and watch my show with a glass of wine. (laughs) I'd love to live life with a glass of wine. I, I feel like real connoisseurs, though, are being honest. I think a lot of people go, when I have that glass of wine with fish, it makes the flavor so much better. I don't think you're there yet. 
Oh, I went 100% in there. And you know what's funny? It really makes the food taste better. It's so much better. And last night, I went to my parents for dinner, and we picked up hibachi. And my mom was all excited, getting ready to have um, her steak. And she goes, ooh, she goes, I hope I have um, a bottle of red. And she went over there, and she looked. And she was like, dang it, your sister drank it all. Oh, when she was in town? So she, yeah, so she didn't get any wine with her steak. Even when we used to visit them in Jersey, they would have like alcohol yeah. and we would clean that out like, over a week always. they would have like two bottles of vodka and like all this <laughs> stuff and we're like you had this last christmas <laughs> but so they don't really drink that much your dad drinks beer he loves your mom beer. doesn't really drink that much and then my parents never have alcohol at the house like yeah. they're not drinkers at all yeah like my dad will have a beer every now and then my mom a glass of wine but they're they're Just not really social yeah but yeah the, the wine thing i still like i get it but like an ice cold beer makes sense to me right. or taking shots with your friends. Well, that's fun too. I just feel that when we, cause I used to drink beer a lot with you and it just, I mean, it's so delicious. Don't get me wrong. The first thing, like after a long day, like it's imagine it's a weekend, it's 5 PM, the sun's out and you go have a nice ice cold beer. Like I used to love doing that. And then once you started your diet, I obviously stopped doing that and wine kind of became my thing because it's just like easier to just unwind with wine. And you almost can't overdo it. No. There's even some weddings that will do just wine and beer uh-huh. because they know it won't get out of control because yeah. you have to, it's really hard to pound wine. Yeah, you can't do that. You know, but with a shot, you're like, oh, let's do a shot. Let's do a shot. Let's do a shot. You don't feel it. But then all three no. kick in. You know what's fun is Patron and Corona. Like if it's, imagine like a nice afternoon pool party with your friends and everyone's like, yeah, let's ha- take a nice chilled shot of Patron and then you have a Corona after. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The, <laughs> I haven't the, had that in so long. Well, it, it, the age thing makes a huge difference with drinking. Yeah. You know, we, we definitely notice the difference. I notice the difference. You know, when you're experimenting when you're young or especially when you're in your early 20s, I mean, you can get away with anything. Yeah. I mean, you can literally, you can have work at 6 a.m. and you can be out drinking with your friends till 2 in the morning, get home at 3 o'clock and be fine. Oh, and you and I have done that in our early 20s. And we were, I mean, you feel sick, but you're in your early 20s sick, so it doesn't really count. You're not sick. You're just exhausted. Uh But you don't have the sweats. You don't have anxiety. (laughs) You don't have nausea. You don't have dizziness. You don't have any of that when you're in your 20s. You know the main difference when you're in your 20s? If you wake up in your 20s with a hangover, you can go for coffee right away. When you hit your 30s, you are hydrating all day. The last thing I would want is a cup of coffee. I used to get so upset in movies when there was like a long night of partying and then the friends come over the next day and they're like, here's your coffee, here's your coffee. I'm like, y'all know. You're in your 40s. There's no way you're having coffee when you're that slammed. No. The next morning. You need hydration. Unless you're Hank Moody. (laughs) Because you're Hank Moody. But even then, I just know for me when I drink, the last thing I want when I wake up in the morning is the first thing is coffee. I need water. I need Gatorade. I need electrolytes. I need my club soda. All of that before dry coffee that's going to dehydrate me that was the i think this is terrible but alcohol (laughs) the change of my experience with it over the course of my 20s was pretty much one of the indicators where i understood that my youth was going away i've Mm -hmm. talked about this before where i understand i'm still young right but youth 
it that's youth is when you watch the kids without stretching go to a full sprint that's something only the youth can do right as an adult even if you're in the best shape of your life you'll pull something if you jump around or if you're drinking you notice that the hangovers are worse as you get older Mm -hmm. and it's just not worth it yeah so that's how i started to realize i was like oh wow um, but I think that's why kids do it. Like, and then you go to college and you do all that stuff. You're just experimenting and you're like, oh, this is fun. And, um, but then as you get older, yeah, you just want like a nice, you don't want to get like drunk. No, cause you know, you it's just want to take off the edge. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing that I miss for myself is that I feel like I'm so heady about yeah. everything, but when I can have a few drinks, it kind of allows me to just sit into the present be in the moment. and be in the moment. And I kind of live more in the moment rather than like sitting at a concert. So, you know, if I'm a little drunk or I'm, at, so I'm like, oh, this is like a lot of fun. I'm getting into it. If I'm sober, I'll end up going, okay, there's about 1,500 people here. I wonder how much the front seats cost. And then there's all these people working. How many people in the parking lot? They charge $25. So if you multiply that, so the person who owns this venue is getting a huge cut. And like, I just am always thinking of like, well, they're selling merch. So I wonder if they sell that online or it's just a special event. Like no matter what's going on, I'm always thinking. Yeah. But if I'm a little buzzed, then I just enjoy. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy. (laughs) But now that I've been, you know, without a cheat meal and without any alcohol for, I don't even know what day I'm on anymore, like 168 maybe. My gosh. um, You just, you just started, you just think differently. Yeah. Like now the thing that makes me unwind is my frozen blueberries and pistachios. There you go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I initially with my diet was like, I'm going to do it till Christmas. Yeah. But then now I'm just kind of like, I don't want to just break it and have a bacon burger and a beer for no reason. So I'm just going to keep it going. And I just kind of like it. I've never done that in my life before. I've never thing. ever given up all instant gratification food and alcohol Everything. for a long period of time ever yeah. so i'm like oh i like how this feels i'm sleeping great and then i went and got myself some new shirts hence the one i'm wearing Looking right now for those snazzy. who are watching it's like a i don't know what color this is but it's like a striped shirt uh Alyssa helped me pick them out because she said she knows fashion obviously <laughs> i got lazy with my fashion as i got older i used to be real fashionable when i was in my early 20s yeah, you you were. But I just feel like as you got older, you preferred more comfort. And now we're kind of going back to just working on some fashion and choosing some stuff. Yeah, well, I do. I do feel when you when you wear a nice shirt, and you have a nice haircut, mm-hmm. um, it does boost your confidence. Of course, because you're like, Oh, I'm in like a nice thing. But in my early 20s, dressing in diesel jeans, and a nice shirt and having everything right was like all I was bringing to the table. Hmm. I didn't have much going on. Right. You know, like I was a server, inspiring to be an actor, and knew nothing about the world. So like what did I have to offer other than like charming with nice clothes? Sure. Kind of funny. I didn't even, you know, hone my comedy. I actually kind of did. I just didn't do it in public as much, I feel. But now when I get older, I'm like, it's just a bonus. Like now I feel yeah. like I can have a good conversation or be attractive to someone based on how I treat them, based on the knowledge or the interesting conversation you can have. Yeah. And so that's why certain times 
I don't even want something too flashy where it's drawing people to me because of how I've made myself look on the outside. I kind of like dumbing it down in a weird way. Well, it's almost the Adam Sandler effect. You know how he, I mean, he's on one extreme. He's at the, I don't want to be that. (laughs) But I mean, he does not care. He wears the basketball shorts, mismatched tops. He does not care because he is just crushing life, very successful, very wealthy, and he doesn't care. He just wants to be comfortable. And hey, kudos to him. But I do think there's a fine line, especially with everything we do for work too. Sometimes presentation is important. Yeah. Right? Especially when you're building a brand. And like you said, it makes you feel good. Yeah. It, it almost feels like, I think that's where the fake it till you make it saying came from. Mm-hmm. It, is that you're not faking who you are, but you're, you're over presenting to almost share with the future and the affirmation of like, this is going to be my norm. Yeah. Wearing Gucci or wearing expensive things means that you're selling expensive expensive luxury real estate or whatever it may be. But once you build such a brand for yourself where people know you like Adam Sandler, he can walk into a business meeting and he doesn't have to wear the nice clothes or pull up in the nice car. He just has to be pleasant. So people want to work with him, but it doesn't matter what he's wearing because everyone knows him. Right. Like if someone knew us, and we wore just like workout clothes to a business meeting and they knew us, it wouldn't matter. No, and it never You almost matters. have to present yourself though to strangers because that's just how humans are. You're, you're going to judge someone. If you're wearing a t-shirt and jeans and you're on stage speaking to 50,000 people, you're either, like you're probably rich. Well, yeah. Because if you were a newbie, people are like, you got to get your act together, man. Like you don't even look sharp. Yeah. I don't know why that is that way, but- I just think it differs per person because I was even talking to my 91-year-old grandma the other day and she was going down to for dinner with a couple of her friends and she was telling me what she was wearing and she, I, you know, my grandma is a little fashionista. She always has been her whole life. I feel like maybe that's where I got some of that, you know, yeah. and she just still is rocking it and still loves to put herself together and hair and makeup and so I just I just think it differs with every person you know what you want to do then you get someone like a Steve Jobs or um, Zucks I think it was and they wear the same thing every single day because they don't want to wake up in the morning and waste any time on what are they wearing because they're so focused so you know it just it differs per person it's wasting a decision wasting a decision you can only make so many decisions in a day like there's science behind that yeah and if they have to think about which shirt to wear, they waste a decision and their jobs were so high demand right. that they need every decision that they get allotted per day to go towards the business. Not, nothing like picking what to eat, picking what to wear. Those decisions have to be off the table totally so that the only that. decisions they're making is, are they going to tweak their 2 billion user app or not. <laughs> but I feel like for me, I could not wear the same thing every day, no matter what I'm doing. And hey, maybe that would change, but I just feel like it's such a part of my personality. It's such a part of my mood for that day, how I'm feeling in the morning. And I've yeah. always been that way, even in high school. Because I used to dress up and wear so many crazy outfits in high school. <laughs> like, I, I, was, yeah. I always was doing it. But then some days, you know, you're a little more laid back and you want to be more comfortable or like tomboyish or the next day you're feeling like in a great mood and you're like, I'm going to be a little more flashy. Yeah. I I think the moral of it all is just be you. Yeah. 
you know, don't, don't try to over, over flex or overproduce anything. Just kind of just be you. But, um, but I think this all pertains to like job interviews, auditions, business meetings in real life. I don't care. Right. But even when we're thinking about even different kind of advertisements for our real estate, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm going back and forth with, there's already a million collared shirt, hair done, arms crossed, smiling guy. You're just going to be overlooked. And it's like the thing that I can do differently is just be myself. Yeah. And yeah, some people are going to be like, I would never list my house with someone who can't even wear a suit and tie when they come and sit down with me. Then that's not my person. Mm-hmm. It's like what Gary Vee says. People are like, why do you curse? He goes, that's just who I am. Yeah. There's going to be 10 million people that will never listen to him because he curses. But then there's 30 million more that will because he does. Because yeah. it's authentic. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is just be authentic. Just be you. Everyone's different. That's what makes the world go round. Yeah, we have to. And, and we're going to be authentic as long as we can. Because before you know it, <laughs> we're going to be cartoon characters oh. in a world far, far away where we can be whatever we want to be. Is that so? Which is what we do now. It is what we do That's why people cut now. their hair a certain way, wear certain colors. We're an expressive species a very very expressive species and it's crazy because the head of instagram he's adam moseri is how you pronounce it and he did a video today about this new feature called avatars so very reminiscent of remember bit bit emoji yeah where we used to have literally an avatar of who you are and you could sit and you can make it well, they're introducing that now to Instagram. So there's a clip. I want to show it to you, and I want to get your opinion, because I started making mine, and it just kind of blowing my mind, this whole thing. This week, I want to talk about avatars. We announced new avatars on Instagram that are three-dimensional and that you can sync across both Instagram and Facebook and Messenger. Now, why do avatars matter? Well, in the past, the way you showed up online the way your identity manifested itself was primarily a profile. You have a profile on LinkedIn, a profile on Twitter, a profile on Instagram. And a profile was a page with a profile picture, your name and some information, maybe whatever you shared on that site. In the future, we think that the internet is gonna evolve into a more immersive experience, something that we like to call the metaverse. And if you're gonna be in these virtual worlds, your identity is gonna need to show up somehow. And that's where your avatar comes in. It's a visual representation of who you are. And it's going to be more dynamic than a profile ever was. You'll have clothes that you can wear. You can change your clothes. You'll have a backpack with sort of Harry Potter style, infinite things in it. Not only other clothes, but your money, maybe your collectibles or NFTs, any digital goods that you own. And you should be able to bring that identity and those digital goods with you to wherever you go in the metaverse, whether it's an app that we build here at Meta or that any other company builds across the world. And so the avatar is a key building block towards that future, towards that vision that we're so excited about here at this company. So check it out. You can use your avatar now in DMs and stories. We're gonna look for more ways to integrate it throughout the Instagram experience. You can go to your profile, the menu, settings, account, and create your own avatar. A lot more work to do, um, but we're really excited about it. See you next week. Peace. So the first steps 
into building yeah. an avatar and online presence in the metaverse. We'll get there. Obviously, this is just for Instagram, Facebook. They want you to get used to being this avatar. Yeah. As a representation of you. And so I started making it because basically if you pull up your stories and you click on the menu, it will say avatar. And so you click on it and it starts just completely blank canvas. You have to pick your face shape, your lips, your eyes, eye color, eyebrow, like every little thing. It took me a while because I was like, how do I want my hair to be in this? Yeah. You know, like what do I wear all the time? What do I look like? And it's just really interesting that they are now introducing this as the very first step. But what I found so interesting about that clip is he goes, eventually in the metaverse, you're going to be carrying a backpack around and it's going to have all of your monetary goods in it. So your NFTs, anything you own digitally, your money. So that is going to eventually, I feel like, be maybe a status thing where you can be in the metaverse and everyone knows, oh, that's the guy who has the most famous NFT in all of the metaverse or whatever it could yeah. be. But they're just basically creating a whole new world. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Daigle Bites podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Daigle. I'm a singer that hails from the deep swamps of Louisiana. I ventured my way up to Nashville to take the risk of jumping in on the pipe dream of singing on stages other than the ones I grew up seeing. Along this journey, I wrote a song called You Say, and what came next absolutely changed my life. I found myself in tour buses, singing on stages all over the world. And every single night I would get asked the question, what would Lauren Daigle be doing if she hadn't pursued music? Well, this season of Daigle Bites is answering just that, and I'm bringing you along with me on this adventure. Every week, I chat with some of my heroes outside of the music world, ranging from astronauts to florists to authors, to learn what drives their creativity, passion, and purpose. You can hear new episodes each week only on Amazon Music. Yeah, it's what what is, what is it you being used for today? Like, what do you do with your avatar? So you can put it in your stories. You can send it through. Does it move? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Let me show you the one. The one I made. Please forgive me. I was doing it quickly, but so. If, well, and you're gonna be able. Are you gonna be able to talk soon through it? Obviously, of right? Because don't they have that on the iPhone where you can be like a unicorn, or a dog or something? Yes. And it 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 moves with your face. Yep. And I've never fully used that, but I, I know exactly. So we're just all going to be just cartoon characters. Well, because think well, about, online. Think about it. If you're an avatar in this metaverse, you need something to represent you because you're not going to physically be there. It's going to be the fake Freddy avatar. So I think they're trying to get us used to a new way of accepting that. Oh, this is the avatar. I've seen that all over Instagram. When I hop onto metaverse. Oh, I saw, I've seen him on Instagram. He That's what his avatar looks like. But I, I kind of think it would be more more fun if you could create um, characters. Well, you can. You can make your avatar whatever you want. I just... But isn't that crazy? I mean, it kind of looks like me. <laughs> really. um, I know. I'm working on it. I was under a time crunch. Who do you look like? Who is that? <laughs> Not you. What's Benji scratching? Benjamin? 
Yeah, it'll get there. And I can go in and edit it, but I just was going so quickly. And it's really personal decisions when you're going through. You're like, how do I want my eyeliner? That's crazy. What but do you I, think? What do you I, I think it'd be cool, but I almost want like... Um, so well, I was th- thinking of the Avatar, though, for me. Like, I understand having it look like you, but if you have the freedom to make whatever, why couldn't I be a dinosaur in the metaverse? You could, but right now I think it's uh, solely people. <laughs> and then maybe, too, though, it's kind of like those Zoom uh, filters. If you're mm. going to be, yet again, in a business meeting and you look like a chipmunk, yeah, it's harder to take someone serious. But if they were like their cartoon expressive face, maybe we'll be able to relate a little bit more. But then there'll probably be places where you can be your cartoon self for important things. But then if you're hanging out with your friends or you're going to do whatever, yeah. that you're able to be like a bear or create your own kind of character, I think would be a lot of fun. But what's crazy is right now with that avatar, I could choose anything. I could pick something, a different sex, different hair color, everything that isn't me. And I could pick that. So what's that going to be like of people? Like there was a Black Mirror episode a long time ago, and it was kind of reminiscent of that idea yeah. that they went into this digital world and um, you know, they ended up falling in love with some. It was this whole thing, but they were very different in real life. So is this going to be an escape for people to be able to go be someone else? Like, I don't know. It's just crazy when you look at all that, what it's really going to end up being. It seems, too, it's going to be a lot more of things to do. Hmm. Because if you think about this as a video game, if I could connect with my friends who live in all different states and we meet in the metaverse, but we can go do something together, like if you're going to go and play capture the flag or you're going to go and, you know, do a mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're being the people with your friends. Huh. Because that's the hardest thing now is, especially as you get older, you know, like all of our friends live everywhere. Yeah. And even people who live down the street, you're just like, everyone's busy. But especially your friends from out of town, it'd be really cool to be able to spend more time together. Or imagine going to like a cocktail hour with your friends. You yeah. Know? And everyone comes from all around. That's And that's what's going to be interesting too is – what if I want to do a biking class with the top instructor in Australia? Yeah. And they have a class and you can hop in there and I can make friends from all around the world well, by going to that class. It seems like that's just what's going to be a little more immersive. Like right now you could do a Peloton and you could have a live instructor right. and everyone's doing it. But if you turn to your right, you're in your house. Once you put your goggles on and the metaverse gets to that level, you'll be with your friend. You'll see yeah. your sister next to you on the bike, in the room. right. So you're going to be in a cartoon world, actually riding your bike at home, but you're more immersed. That's so weird. I guarantee you one day they're going to make these avatars. They're going to be able to do like a face scan. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be very realistic of who you are. But I mean, people are already doing that with deep fakes. Yeah. Where they're doing that, where they're they're taking your face and they're making it look like it's you. That guy does it with Tom Cruise very well. He looks close enough to Tom Cruise, but with the deep fake uh, or the technology, yep. he looks like Tom Cruise. You can make it sound like it. And even video games. It's hilarious to think of the, the graphics when we were kids compared to now. Oh, my God. Even the way they move. Well, even if you think about Super Brothers, Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers... Yeah. Like we, I was obsessed with that game and it was just like this little character that just could barely move his arms and he would just do that to hit the... And it was all like one dimensional. Yeah. 
<laughs> you couldn't see depth. There was no going anywhere. It was just hit those question mark boxes. Yeah. He just would pound it. But it's really come a long way. And now you think of all those games. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. Like, remember you used to play that? That was very, very, I'm sure it's different. I'm sad I gave that up. You love that. It was a phase, but it was so fun because it was the first time. I, this was like 10 years ago or five, um, 10, 2013, right? maybe almost 10 years ago. Wow. But it was the first time I was like, oh my God, we're playing with other people mm-hmm. on the internet. It wasn't like the game's characters. Me and Nate would sit and take turns and there's other people on the internet playing in the game and you're shooting each other. And we used to have so much fun doing that, and that was cool. So that's what I'm saying. If we could do it in the metaverse. You could have been a Twitcher. (sighs) I mean, (laughs) I don't even want to think about it. But, but yeah, the whole video game space I never really got into the past 10 years. No, you kind of gave that up. It's still really fun. It's just time-consuming, but it's almost more fun than, like, watching TV these days. If I'm going to blow three hours on a movie or... But now think about it. When the metaverse comes and you've got, you know, time to kill at night, you might go, oh, let me just pop in there and see what's going on. And then you might spend hours on end and become addicted to that. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I just want to see the identity, how they're going to handle that. Because even now with Instagram, it's crazy to me. This is a good idea for Instagram. They have the blue check marks mm-hmm. for people in the media or um, celebrities or whatever. Yeah. The blue check mark is there to protect identities so that if someone makes a fake account, people know, oh, this is the blue check mark, Freddie. Right. This is really him. I wish they would do a green check mark for people who choose to upload their ID hmm. and verify that they're really. Bob Smith. And if you see a green check mark, you're like, wow, they went through the verification. It says Bob Smith. This is Bob Smith. Right. And then if you're young or you don't want to verify, then there's no check mark. But at least when people are giving opinions, it's like, it's crazy to me to think that there's somebody who has no profile picture and a fake name that's on the internet being able to say things with no consequence. In real life, this is what's bizarre. It is way more toxic online than in real life. Right. Like, I don't walk to the grocery store and someone comes up to me and goes, hey, what a stupid haircut. Because there's possible consequences that you're going to get punched in the face. Yeah. But if you have no profile picture and you want to sit there and say that, you have no... There's no consequence for you doing that of being an a-hole. Right. I don't like that. Nah. You should, if you're going to, especially if someone like myself, my pictures and videos are out there. I have the, you know what, to put the camera on me, to put my face and my ideas on the internet to be criticized. Mm-hmm. But you're hiding behind no profile picture and a fake name. Like if you have something to say, make a video Put your face on it yep. and say something. Yep. And it's crazy. So it's like when you when we go in the metaverse, I just wish there were some sort of checks and balances where you could at least have some sort of security that it's you know because if somebody is you know if someone's got like picture of them and their name is like whatever and it's a real name and a real person and they have something to say it's kind of like I respect that because you have your real name and picture up there 
behind those words and you're not hiding. So I'm like, respect. When you have a picture of like a cartoon horse and your your name is like made up, it's hard that's to bizarre. And it's weird that they allow that. Like, And that's why you can't force everyone to show their ID. But I wish they would add a green check mark to people who choose to upload an ID to verify their identity. And that would be awesome. Well, that kind of brings the question, though, too. I guarantee you in the metaverse, they're going to have to do something like that because eventually there will be dating in the metaverse. They're going to say, oh, how'd you meet your significant other? Oh, through the metaverse. It's just what it's going to be. That's how online dating was, the apps, all of that. Imagine you can go to mixers in the metaverse, but you want to make sure that this person you're talking to has a green check mark and you know that they're a verified real person who is similar to their avatar, right? Yeah. You want to make sure, oh, you said you're this age. You know, your avatar's making you look like you're 21, but, but really maybe they're 60. Like, that's not going to fly. But I think that's going to be what's built in the metaverse. Hmm. I think someone will build a mixer building where maybe they, as the company, can control that. Because even like if you think about the internet, Airbnb was built on the internet. And Airbnb chooses to have you upload an ID and verify yourself so that they have protection. The internet's not doing it. Hmm. The company is. So maybe a dating site, however that will look in the metaverse, will require verification so that their customers in the metaverse are safe yeah. and it's real. But even on things like Tinder, aren't people lying on Tinder too? Aren't there ma massive catfishings going on? You know, there's a new show that just came out. I'm actually very curious to watch. I think it's on Netflix. But there was this guy who catfished so many women but swindled millions of dollars through from all these different women. And it's a really big ordeal. I don't know too much about it yet. But we've never used Tinder. That was after our time because we got together before it. So I don't know. Do you put your ID up? I don't think you put your ID up, but I, w what would stop me from saying I'm 25 and six foot eight? <laughs> but then you're probably going to meet this person, right? So. Well, I mean, it happens all the time. I know. A lot of people are doing it just to communicate and chat. I don't but have enough data on that to know. Mo most people are upfront and honest, and most people are great, and most people, you know, because we have a really good look at it. Yeah. You know, we we've been in the in the in the what do you call it not the limelight but in the we've had attention on us sure. for over a decade and i've we've probably interacted with a hundred thousand people right and i would say only a hundred have been weird yeah interactions yeah so that's really good odds most 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 almost all people are great it's not like it's 50-50. But then what's really interesting too, so there are these two main areas right now in the metaverse. Like I think they're two cities. One might be Decentral. Decentraland? Yeah, Decentraland. There's another one. And there was a, a wedding in one of these lands or one of these cities. And this couple was getting married and then these crashers came to the wedding and they were like beating up the bride and the groom and like throwing the bride all like it was insane and i go hey who would do that 
you know, B, what are the repercussions going to be for things like that? How are they going to make it so it's not just some wild, wild, wild west, if you will, in, in the metaverse? Well, I just keep always thinking back to what we have now. You and I, when we did a Zoom for our wedding, mm -hmm. people had a password. Right. So someone could have crashed it if they hacked it and got the password or someone gave the password at online, then people could have got into the Zoom and took it off mute and disrupted it. Okay. But even that, to be honest with you, there is no, if that would have really happened at our wedding, even with all the money we spent and someone would have AKA ruined it, what, there's no law. I mean, what would you sue those people for? Damages? I guess what you're trying to figure out is that like think about if in in real life someone came to your wedding crashed it and they were beating up the guests and ruining everything well they would beating be... up the guest is that's simple <laughs> that's what they were doing in this well that's because it's land. virtual but if you if you went into a wedding and you 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 kicked over the cake and you ruined the flowers get arrested. it would be like destruction of property sure. trespassing um endanger like there's probably Something. a bunch of things you could hit them with of course uh but yeah, I don't know if someone crashed your Zoom and ruined an event, if that would be... Well, because the, they're they going to be new laws. That's going to be a new thing. How are they going to handle that? In well, I don't know how people get into the wedding. That's what I'm confused about. Is the metaverse going to be just as open as real life where you're having a wedding at a park and any person can walk in and ruin the wedding, even though 99.999 will never because they're good people? It, but then again, that's why you have security. Well, if someone's too. being rowdy, that security, too. get them out of here. So, or is it going to be like a password protected thing where even though it's the metaverse. To get to a certain area, you have to have the password. To get in. And it might turn into that. I think it's just so new that if you were to put on the goggles, you can just like go walk around right now. I think it's just that brand new. I mean, we don't even have the technology. I wonder how much that is. What? To get the goggles. Well, the Oculus, I think, is 500 bucks. Oculus, that's what it's called. It's really, I mean, I'm sure it's cool. And it's like, that's why we keep on like sharing it with you as we're hearing announcements. But we haven't dove into it big time yet. No. It's really early. Yeah. But it's just fun to just fantasize about. Yeah. Because I want to just see what it's like. But that's what helps me understand it is I look at what we have now. And when I think about Grand Theft Auto, like I can run up to somebody with, with my weapon and I see that they're another player and they have their name. Right. And we can like not shoot each other and work together or you can. Yeah. And so it's, but yet we're all in the game. Mm -hmm. Like we can't leave the Grand Theft Auto built world and go to some wedding. Right. So I think that's the disconnect that I haven't figured out yet is that it's going to be like probably apps. Hmm. Like, you can't crash someone's Instagram from YouTube. Okay. Like, you have to be in whatever's going to be built. Right. So I think someone will build an app, whatever that will be, and then you'll have to have access to get into that. Because the same thing with um, all the NFTs where people are buying, you know, like virtual tickets to go to like virtual restaurants, hmm. you have to show and prove that you've paid to get in to the space to then correspond with all these other people who paid to to talk. 
Right. If we could go to a restaurant and pay $10,000 and get to talk to Mark Cuban and Gary Vee and like all these people in this space, there's a hundred of us and we're like, hey, Mark Cuban, sorry to buy. So hi, I'm Freddie. Nice to meet you. But you can't get in if you don't pay. Huh. So I think people are going to start building areas which will be apps and then there's going to be some sort of security. I wonder if they'll have technology one day that is going to allow you to be able to taste the fake food that you're buying. Because imagine if you're going out and we're like, oh, let's go do a date night in the metaverse. And there's some big hot new restaurant and you go and you order the best food. Do you think they're going to have technology where you can taste it? I don't know. I mean, I'm talking I think it'll way be, down the line. I think it'll be delivered. I think that mm. we'll go to a restaurant called Annie's and we'll have 10 friends for a birthday. We'll all go in the metaverse. We're going to sit down and be like, oh my God, nice shirt. I love what you do with your avatar hair, like all this kind of stuff. And we're all going to be sitting there. Everyone's going to be talking and then we're going to order and the app Annie's will probably have cloud kitchens all around the United States like a Domino's and Domino's could guarantee deliver within 30 minutes to all 10 of us. So we'll get a knock at the door, we'll get our food, we'll sit down, and then we'll all be eating Domino's, but at Annie's or whatever Annie's is. So it'll be like that in the real world. For anybody who wants to get like a a crazy look at it, watch the movie Ready Player One, (laughs) because that's kind of where it's going. Uh Uh-oh. Where you can win things in the metaverse that ship to you in real life. Oh, is that how the movie... So like if there was like a thing in the metaverse where they're like, attention, everyone, it's me, Mark Zuckerberg. And to launch the metaverse, we have hidden a token. And the first person to find this token wins $100,000. So then everyone's in the metaverse and we're running around looking for these tokens. And then if you get it, then you'll have like someone shows up at your door with $100,000 cash. What? They can do things. That's what Ready Player One was, kind of. Not that simple. But wasn't the real world just really like almost near apocalyptic, if you will? Yes. And sadly, that kind of seems like where this could potentially go. Because it's it's just things are getting so, 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 so expensive Hmm. that people are just going to start going, look, because we even say that now, like 10 years ago, it was awesome if you wanted like a really big house and you wanted to like... But now, if you if you could just have a really nice like three four bedroom house, have one room as your metaverse room where you have all your equipment to go in there, and you're gonna you're gonna spend more money in the metaverse than you will in real life because that's well, where people are gonna, gonna meet. Ask with that movie, I remember seeing a little bit of it a long time ago. Isn't it basically where people's real life? I mean, they they would much rather be in the metaverse or the fake world. So they would spend more of their time in that world, but they're just sitting at home with the goggles on in real life. Yep. Wow. And they're hooked up to kind of like this treadmill thing that keeps you balanced. So as you're running and moving, you won't fall over or hurt yourself Mm -hmm. because all the videos you see online right now are the poor people who are like in the goggles and then smash their head against the wall and stuff and fall through coffee tables. Nope. (laughs) But once you can like hook in and then the first ones will be very expensive and only a certain people will have it. And before you know it, you'll be able to get the newest one for eight ninety nine, and then more people will buy them. Just like these phones. Yep. Put payment plans together. And so we're, we're years away from that. But wow. 
it's it's going to be just very very fascinating and and I'm just looking for it to be a way a way to expand our mind and just have us be able to learn and come together because huh. I, I I also I don't know if it's just me but I just have s- such a want for new experiences mm-hmm. and I, I just don't know if I'm just getting older or if that's what it is but I just find myself being bored way more often yeah. with things that used to be fun yeah but it's kind of like like if you've played putt putt like going once a week you just don't like it <laughs> if you do it twice a year it's fun or go bowling every yeah. now and then it's fun but if you were to go do something like all the time it's kind of like I don't know if it's just because we're, we're seeing so much new technology and there's so many movies and things to watch and HBO and Disney and, you know, all these different things. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's just – how fun would it be to go play games? Inside the metaverse? Yeah. What like just to go do, do – just to do more stuff. Like I don't know why just like sitting around and like what are you going to talk about? Where? In the metaverse? No, in the metaverse, it's like I want to go do things that we can't do in real life, really. Like it's going to allow people to do things that we never could. Like if we could go to Greece in the metaverse for free to travel there, that's going to be cool. Like it's going to allow people to go do more things or go see what the Amazon rainforest is like in there. Like you can walk around without being bit I by mean, something. I mean, is it going to be very real? Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Because that would be cool eventually, but... I choose to go see it in real life. <laughs> well, of course. But I'm saying the idea of you and I being like, let's go explore. Hmm. It's like, well, that's going to cost a million dollars to do it right. If you want to go explore the whole world. Hop over to Greece do it. In a Just like we can Amazon. go on YouTube right now and look at videos of Greece. We can look at videos of the Amazon. We can look hmm. at videos and it's all free. It's interesting. But it's not thoughts. as immersive. Right. So it's nothing as good as real life. Right. It's, it's like seeing my, my parents on FaceTime isn't as good as real life, but it's better than when we couldn't do it. Absolutely. Do you remember when we went to New Jersey and we did virtual reality and there was one that I did where I was underwater and sharks started coming in and I literally started having a panic attack. It felt so real. I had to take them off. Like I was so scared. Yeah. And that was the craziest experience. Do you remember that or what you did yeah. on that one? Did you You were in a cage one? and a shark was looking or going around, yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for that one bit. I literally Or if you're stepping off a ledge like people feel like they're falling nope, and not doing that. But I think this is a, a cool, you know, yet again it's a, it's a cool check out Ready Player 1 if you're interested in this stuff. I you should rewatch watch it, it now, again. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, try an avatar. I'm going I'm going to play around with that and see what that's like. So what who did mine look like? Not me. I couldn't pinpoint who you looked like, but yeah, it wasn't you. I gotta work on my avatar, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let let us know if you're if you're uh, ready to start Avatar World here, um, and uh, and I think I'll make one just yes, for fun. Yeah, you have to. So, um, but yeah, uh, we want to thank you all for stopping by, and uh, we can't wait to chat with you again next <laughs> week. I know we got on a metaverse rant, but <laughs> it's interesting. I want to know more, so gotta I gotta do learn. some more research, but. Enjoy your week. Have a productive, safe, fun week, and we will see you next week. 